0: Welcome to the Little Man Big Mouth podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. My guest today is sophomore guard Blake Peters, who plays for the Princeton Tigers. But first, here comes the news. First in the news, Nobody cares, but your 2023 men's NIT, not in tournament, tournament champions is North Texas. They beat the UAB Dragons to win the first ever NIT tournament in school history. Next, in bigger news, South Carolina has lost. Before last night, the South Carolina women's basketball team had not lost in the tournament or regular season since April 3rd, 2021. But last night, the streak came to an end. Caitlin Clark, for the Iowa Hawkeyes, scored 41 points to lead her team to victory. Caitlin Clark has only had one game this season under 30 points. That's crazy. No team can stop her. And now, she's gonna face and beat the LSU Tigers in the final. Iowa was winning. The women's 2023 national championships because of one person, Caitlin Clark. Remember that name. She will be the next Sue Bird. But for South Carolina, it's a heartbreaking loss to end a phenomenal season.
1: And finally, one of the greatest stories in college basketball ever. the Texas Longhorns have finally signed Rodney Terry who in one season has already won more NCAA tournament games with Texas than Shaka Smart has and has won as many Big 12 tournament titles as he did. And with his own experience of coaching at University of Texas at El Paso and Fresno State and has been an assistant under Rick Barnes and Chris Beard and with his experience of working with some of the greatest college basketball players, players ever, like Kevin Durant and LaMarcus Aldridge, he is going to be the next Coach K, as he's going to be one of the greatest coaches ever, and I, personally, cannot wait for this next chapter of Texas basketball. Hook'em horns.
0: Strange news alert. A local British... British police department is saying it helped save Easter for fans of the chocolate egg. A man was arrested in England after allegedly stealing a semi truck that contained 200,000 chocolate eggs last Saturday. The police announced the man was caught just a few minutes after the heist. The man just tried but failed on stealing a holiday. I guess this guy should get some tips on how to steal a holiday from the Grinch. Next segment is Stick by your picks March Madness Edition We will not change our minds Or our picks No matter what happens between now and the game This week it's all about The Final Four Gabriel and I will break down Each Final Four team Then choose who wins it all Gabriel, you gotta go first Thank you Jonah And the first Final Four
1: team are the UConn Huskies, the highest remaining seed left in the craziest Final Four ever. The Huskies have a fast track to get another national championship. And if you remember last time I was on talking about college basketball, I had UConn as my second favorite team to win it all, as they have a dominated big man in Adam Sinago who has averaged just under 10 rebounds per game in March Madness, and even though he had a down game in the Elite Eight with only scoring 10 points, he still dished the ball out for six assists. The Huskies also have, according to ESPN, a backcourt with two elite NBA prospects, Andre Jackson Jr. and Jordan Hawkins. Jackson, who has the clutch gene, and makes winning plays, is one of the best passers in the NCAA. He has averaged about eight assists per game in the tournament and plays aggressive defense, averaging one steal per game and seven rebounds. While Hawkins is in an offensive machine, averaging 17 points per game in the tournament, and no defense has been able to stop him, as no team can afford to double any Husky as all the Huskies can move the ball around well as they are 10th in the nation in assists, averaging
0: 17.6 assists per game. Now it is my turn with the Canes. The Miami Hurricanes, stacked up with Nigel Pack and Jordan Miller and Isaiah Wong, are storming into the Final Four. The Miami Hurricanes have beaten Indiana, the second best team in the Big Ten. Houston, the number one seed, who could not even stop the Hurricanes. Finally, Jordan Miller helped his team come back from a double-digit point comeback to beat the Big 12 champions, the Texas Longhorns. Texas couldn't even hold a lead against these Canes. They have won the best defenses and outstanding shooters. Now, they will make the Huskies beg for mercy as they Clobber them in the Final Four as Miami goes to the championship. I'm going to have to disagree
1: with you on that one, as I have UConn going to the Finals. They have such a good team, as they're not just made up of one or two players. They are one of the best all-around teams in college basketball, as their bench has been elite this year. And Adam Sinago will not be stopped by the Hurricanes.
0: Well, now it's time to look at the other side of the bracket with FAU and San Diego State. I'm going with the Owls. FAU, the underdog. The Owls have shot the wood and have made the Final Four. This team, led by Johnnell Davis, looks unstoppable. Whether it's the last second layup to beat Memphis, destroying the 16th seed Farley Dickinson, Dream of a Cinderella story. They have done it upsetting one of the best EC teams in Tennessee and being another huge team in the Big 12, K-State. They have done it all. Their center, the 7-foot Russian giant, Vladislav Golden, has 47 blocks this season. These hours are no joke. They won their first game in March Madness this season. They won the first Sweet 16 game. They won the first Elite 8 game. And they're gonna win the first Final Four games. Who? Who? I'll tell you who.
1: Who? The Owls, baby! I gotta disagree with you. The San Diego State Aztecs are making their first ever Final Four appearance. And the Aztecs look like they could win it all. The Aztecs are ranked 4th in defensive efficiency on Ken Palm, and have gotten this fall through their stingy and tough defense, which does not give up any easy baskets, as their opponents have only shot 34% from the floor this tournament, while the Aztecs are making a 42% of their shots. And unlike most teams, all the Aztecs can score, as in every game in March Madness, there has been a different leading scorer. And and they don't look like that's going to stop this game. As the Aztecs also only have 11 turnovers per game. And this is a recipe for a
0: possible first ever national championship. I have to disagree with you on that one. The Aztecs almost lost to Creighton. Creighton could have lost to FAU. And FAU, all oh, 100% chance of possible hours. All. Oh. The way. Who, who, who's with me? The Owls have not beaten anybody good. They barely beat Memphis. K-State, K-State, Noel, K-State, one of the best teams in the Big 12. They almost beat Texas. They beat beat Kansas State by three points
1: on a bad drawn-up play by the coach. That is not good. That is not good. That is luck. And they did have not played anybody. They barely got past FDU. Tennessee. Look at like that. Tennessee. John they lost they barely they beat F, FDU by eight points. And that game that score does not tell enough of how well FDU played. FDU was leading them for a lot of the game and Applesh barely pulled away at the end. Tennessee, they won by seven, and they got lucky as they were playing an injured Tennessee team without Zakai Ziggler. So a
0: game, a win is a win. And do you know what? They have the momentum. And when you have momentum, you steamroll the opponents. Momentum is key, and the Owls have it. Okay. All right, so now, Jonah, who do you think is going to win it all this year? Well, it's Florida versus Florida, Miami versus FAU, and the winners are... The Miami Hurricanes. Who hold up those news guys? Cause Miami is taking it home. I
1: gotta disagree with you. I think the Aztecs are gonna beat the Huskies as their defense will shut down the Huskies. As the Huskies have been able have gotten in some foul trouble last the last couple of games. And stay classy, San Diego.
0: Cause the Aztecs are bringing it home. Well, that does it, folks. For stick. By your picks. Next up, my interview. My guest today is Blake Peters, a sophomore guard for the Princeton Tigers. He helped the Tigers beat Missouri to make it to the Sweet 16 by hitting five of eight threes from beyond the arc. He scored 35 points off the bench in his three games in March Madness. Hi, Blake. How are you doing today?
2: I'm good, Jonah. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy college day and uh, talking to me. Of course. So, first off, what were you guys hoping to accomplish in the tournament? I know everybody wants to win, but what was your team's goal?
2: Well, the goal is always to take it one game at a time. Um, we had a really tough first opponent, and we knew the game wouldn't be easy. Uh, but you know, we're a very tight-knit group, very tight-knit team. And, um, you know, you kind of just go out there and play. And uh, lo and behold, we put together a great game, really stuck to the scouting report and uh, and got the win. So after that first game, you know, we just, uh, once again, took it one game at a time, beat Missouri. At that point, the goal was the national championship. But obviously that uh, hasn't come to fruition.
0: Right. Well, so this was your first March Madness. What was it like stepping onto the court for the first time?
2: Uh, it was a out-of-body experience. Uh, just so amazing playing in an NBA arena uh, in front of 15,000 people, I think, in Sacramento, 20,000 in Louisville. Um, There's just not, not anything like it, especially when you play in high school. You're not playing in front of that many people and definitely not playing in front of that many people here in the Ivy League uh, in a regular conference game. So really – Really amazing experience. Um, There's, yeah, there's doing nothing I can compare to. So we'll be trying hard to get back to that stage next year.
0: Yeah, and I'm wishing you guys good luck. When you guys won your first game, you know, upsetting the number two ranked Arizona, what was the first thing you did?
2: The first thing I did... I think after we, uh, after we had a little water fight in the locker room with coach, I think the very first thing I did was call my dad and, uh, my dad who was at the game. So I called him, um, oh, actually, no, I called my brother first, called my little brother first. Then I called my dad, um, uh, my mom, I called after that, I think. So I just, yeah, got in touch with all my family. I knew, I knew they were very happy.
0: So. You just said you know you got into a little water fight with Coach and all your teammates. So what was the locker room atmosphere like? You know what did you coach, What did your coach say after the big upset? Uh,
2: he just said how proud of us. Uh, he was. We um, you know we we'd been counting out all season. Uh, had a really uh tough uh last couple Ivy League games, but um, you know nothing as tough as Arizona and we just, yeah, we, we really stuck to the scouting report and coaches do a great job preparing us for games. So I know they were just as, just as excited as us to have won that game, but um, uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, I honestly, I don't remember him him saying too much other than that. Cause uh, he, he was just about as ready as, uh, as us to celebrate with his family. And um, obviously he had to go talk to the media, but yeah, really, really fun uh, locker room atmosphere after the game.
0: So you talked about how, you know, it's your first uh, March Madness. It was a really unreal experience. What was the best part about the unreal experience of March Madness?
2: Uh, I think the best part was in Louisville, um, having a lot of my family there, friends, um, a lot of a lot of people I go to school with here um, were there, alumni, just seeing everybody Sharing in our joy, um taking it all in because it's it's rare for an ivy League school to get that far, and we felt like we provided some some uh, sense of a like college reunion for everybody um you know to to be at the game and celebrate us and 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 have a good time, so that really brought me a lot of happiness but um no, just uh that, and I think being out there uh performing that um that was really fun
0: mm. so last so we're gonna go away from the tournament for a little bit. So last summer you won the gold medal in the Maccabi Games in Israel. How did that experience help prepare you for the tournament?
2: Well, it prepared me in a couple of ways. One, it got me back uh, in a competitive mindset. Uh, I was back to playing playing again consistently. And um, it was something I really needed just to regain uh, some joy playing basketball. Uh, It was really, really good for my soul, my spirit. but uh, it was also cool just uh, being there with one of my assistant coaches, Guy Eden. He's also Jewish and um, haven't really spent much one-on-one time with him. So uh, I needed that just to, you know, get, a, uh, get our relationship going a little bit more. But um, no, I mean, Israel, really cool. Um, went to see pretty much just about everything uh, you can think of. Um, so it was, you know, cool connecting with my Jewish roots and um, just understanding uh, kind of the, uh you know modern context of the region and um you know just uh just being a really special place
0: right now we're gonna go back to high school i'm in high school i'm a freshman but when you were a freshman you shot and made an 80 foot game winner it's all over the internet what was going through your head when you made the shot and what was it like the next day on campus
2: well, tell you the truth, I don't I don't remember what much about what was going through my head when I first made it. It was uh six years ago now, which is which is crazy to think about. But uh, you know, I think I was in shock, disbelief. Um, obviously very a very lucky, lucky shot, but glad to have made it. Um yeah, I just remember the next couple of weeks of school being pretty frantic for me. Uh, it was a lot of attention. Um, you know, not not necessarily something I, I really wanted, but um it was a yeah really fun night. I had a lot of a lot a lot of my middle school friends at the game with me, and uh, really special to share that moment with them. And um, it was a it was a big win for us too. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but we we needed to win that game in order to win conference. So that was uh, that was also notable.
0: Oh, so you are now a sophomore. Where do you see yourself in five years? And how has the sport shaped you?
2: In five years, um, I think, uh, you know, my, my goal is to work in the, um, you know, the business sector, the private sector for a little while, um, and I'll apply the same lessons and, and um, you know, the same attitude I have playing basketball, I'll apply that in the business world. And, um, you know, it's always been my goal to, uh, you know, to, to, to rise in that world also, but um, I'm also intent on working in the government one day the federal government Um, serving this country in some capacity so i'll do that down the line i don't know if it'll be in five years but um you know life is about experiencing a whole bunch of different things so uh, i plan on doing that
0: well thank you so much again for spending some of your time with us today with every guest at the little man big mouth show i give them a rapid fire quiz this or that style are you ready i'm ready okay Chicago hot dog or deep dish? Deep dish. Couch or chair? Couch. Motorcycle or car? Car. NBA 2K or EA NBA Live? 2K. Surfing or snowboarding?
2: Can't do either. Let's say skiing.
0: Beard or mustache? Beard. Marvel or DC? Marvel. And Cubs or White Sox?
2: Oh, Cubs fan. North side, stand up.
0: And now my audience really wants to know, what is your highest score in bowling?
2: My highest score in bowling? Uh, I haven't been bowling in a while. I don't know. Like uh, the high hundreds, maybe? Uh, that good. 70, good? I don't know. That's
0: good. That's good. Well, thank you so much again, and I hope you have a really good day.
2: Thanks, Jonah. Appreciate you having me.
0: What would Sports Talk be without list? Bupkis, so here is my list of the day. Top five teams in college basketball you only know because of March Madness. Number five, the Oral Roberts' Golden Eagles. Number four, Loyola Chicago and Sister Jean. Number three, UMBC. The first 16 seed to beat a number one seed. Number two, (coughs) F-G-C-U. Dunk City, baby. And number one is the St. Peter's Peacocks from New Jersey. (coughs) Well, that does it, folks. The Little Man Big Mouth Podcast. Check out our next episode when it drops. Until then... See ya.
1: Follow the show on Insta at Little Man Big Mouth Show. Keep up with the latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast provider. The Little Man Big Mouth Podcast is an exclusive creation of
2: Hefeweizen Podcast Productions.